2: Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a play by play announcer who loves to save money. And here at Progressive, it's discounts all day. The customer's a safe driver and mails over the discount. Signed up for paperless billing, and it's a discount from downtown. Insuring multiple vehicles and kablam, shaka like a fadeaway cross court, coast to coast, discount mania! Ooh, should we go to commercial? Wait, this is a commercial. With all kinds of discounts, Progressive helps you save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, discounts not available in all states or situations you. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com. I'm your host Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we get rolling with the latest preseason edition of our show. You can find out you can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and at RotoCurve RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS, and find me hosting the Fantasy Hoops Insider podcast over at the Fantasy Hoops Insider.com. Benny. Are you ready for some basketball, my man?
2: Uh, I'm always ready for some basketball.
1: Yeah, we got some great stuff coming up on today's show. So we're going to cover all the latest uh, preseason and training camp news. And while we're doing that we're, and we're uh, talking basketball, we're Benny and I are going to jump into a Yahoo 14-team uh, rotisserie mock draft uh, over on Yahoo uh, right now. So um, Benny and I are sitting down in the lobby, and he's got the number one pick and I've got the 14 pick. And then we're going to uh, mock on air and discuss our picks and what we uh think as a draft start uh is going on and we'll try to cover as much news as possible in the meantime so let's go ahead and hit the uh the news here now benny uh right off the bat here alexis ajinka out four to six weeks uh with this latest injury here is any fantasy impact with, with uh for you with ajinka overall backup center type deeply guy um did sign a 20 million dollar contract in the offseason uh, is this on the radar for you
2: I mean, to me, he's a guy that's only on the radar when one of the big guys is hurt down there. Um, as long as he's still a backup, it's not really anything that's going to affect uh, DFS all that much. He is a good source of blocks and rebounds when he does get time, but like I said, that usually only happens when somebody in front of him is hurt. So he's more of a guy that I like to, you know, in season long, he's a guy that I like to pick up and stream when he's getting playing time. Right. But other than that, not really.
1: Yeah, for me, uh, he, it's going to. Um, he's gonna need another like Omar Ashik or Ryan Anderson type of uh, you know issue for him to get some um, some run. He he does he's able to produce in spurts, but he's also like very foul prone uh, as mm-hmm. well. So he could be like a boomer bust guy for season long and short streams and in DFS. Nick Stauskas for the 76ers diagnosed with a tibia stress reaction, according to Tom Moore on Twitter. There, I think Stauskas is uh, g- gonna end up uh, being the starting two guard here. Uh, set to miss two weeks. Uh, where do you have Staskus on your radar here for standard leagues?
2: Yeah. I mean, it all kind of depends on how the Sixers are going to play this year. If they're still going to play that up-tempo style, um, whether or not you like his skill set or what he can do, I mean, he's shown that he can put points up. So if they're going to be playing that up-tempo style, and again, I mean, they don't really have a lot of guards over there at Philly. So he could see quite a few minutes, you know, when he's healthy and when he's back. So, That could be a guy that I would keep an eye on. I don't know if I would draft him very highly, but like in a 14 teamer, if you're getting him in the later rounds, um, you know, you stash him for a week or two until he finally comes back into the folds, you know, he could produce nice for you.
1: I I like him somewhere after round 10, personally. And uh, speaking of the uh, mock draft coming up, um, Benny's sitting here on the number one pick, and I'm sitting on the 14 pick overall, so we'll have time to talk about our picks in in between time. Uh, What's your plan at the number one pick right now?
2: Um, I think, you know, and I know that there are people who will argue this, but for me, I think I'm still going to go with LeBron up at that pick. Wow. Um, you know, I know some people say you take Westbrook, you take DeBrant but to me, those two guys.
1: A lot of people saying I, AD what, too, you know.
2: Yeah, Anthony Davis. You know, I just think LeBron to me is somebody who is going to help me in every single category. Um, which, you know, again, we're playing a rotisserie draft. It's not like it's DFS where we're looking for the you know, the highest single score that somebody can produce for you. Um, really, other than block shots, that's about the only thing that AD really has over, uh, over LeBron. Um, scoring is still pretty close. It's still in LeBron's flavor, in my opinion. He still gets to the free throw line a ton. He's going to get me more assists. Um, rebounding, you know, for a small forward, which is a tougher-to-fill position to me, um, I think small forward is usually the one that I like to go after first. You can find guys that can rebound and, you know, can get you points at the power forward spot later on in the draft. I think it's a deeper position. Um, but small forward, if you're able to get a Kevin Durant, if he's listed as a small forward, or a, or a LeBron James, I think it gives you just such a, big, such a big upside over everybody else because those guys are clearly – you know, so much further ahead of everybody else at the position. And it's a much weaker position overall that I think you, uh, you know, kind of have to go after the position scarcity a little bit earlier in drafts like this. All right.
1: Fair enough for me. KD is my number one pick. Uh, I think LeBron's top five, but I probably wouldn't draft him in the top three. Uh, Anthony Davis would be my number two. And then you can make a case for a number of different guys in terms of productivity. I think I, I, I probably want Westbrook or Curry think i would probably lean curry for the efficiency and for the fact that um you have a great chance to win threes in your league if you if you have curry on there but i could certainly make a case for russell westbrook especially after you saw the, like the sort of mvp type campaign that he put down there in the, you know with uh kevin durant out for the season harden's probably mm-hmm. also a consideration there i would probably yeah. have harden four and then lebron five so that's how i probably would break down my top five for the time being but never gonna fault anybody who ever wants to take LeBron I am a little bit concerned about him reducing his minutes but I don't think he can they can really ever you know push LeBron successfully down to like 32 minutes a game um, especially with the goals that they have in, in mind which is um, making into the the NBA championship and I think it, for this team I don't know if they're going to prioritize it but I think it is imperative for them to have home court. Uh, you know, to give themselves every edge possible, especially now, and it might, it's going to be harder with uh, Kyrie not ready for training camp and Kevin Love, you know, working his way back into shape and Tristan Thompson still not signed. So um, let's, that's the the issues that I that I have there. We'll we'll see how that all uh, plays out. I do like the roster moves that they make. I, I like Mo Williams, and I think Mo Williams mm-hmm. is going to be a, like a sneaky uh, late round pick here. We've got about five minutes as we get into this mock. So uh, let's move on here and uh, talk about Chris Bosch. No additional limitations, so it looks like he uh, made it all the way back from the. Uh, um, I believe he had like a collapsed lung and some various issues that put him out for the season. So it looks like he's uh, good to go. Do you have him as a top thirty guy?
2: I I don't, um, especially not in the rotisserie league, because in my opinion, he helps you in one category, and that's points. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't really rebound. He's not a big shot blocker. Right. He'll get a couple assists for a big guy, but not enough to to make that something that I'm worried about and it's not like he's a guy who's scoring 35 points a game either so to me I just I'd rather let some I think other people like him a lot more than I do so I feel like in the mock drafts that I do he's always gone way before I would even consider him as somebody I wanted to draft
1: the only problem I really have with Chris Bosh is for the amount of time that he's on the court and his productivity he doesn't rebound enough and block enough shots. I yep. mean, he will hit threes from, from the four, which is very nice. Uh, but I really kind of hope that they give Hassan Whiteside 30 minutes. And I, I want to see the damage that Hassan Whiteside causes for that team. Cause he can oh, yeah. be a guy who really wreaks havoc. He was a DFS all-star for a time and then he got injured and they sort of limited his minutes and he, and like that production just wasn't sustainable. So I want to see Whiteside come off this off season and see if he can actually be a fantasy factor. Uh, going forward, uh, Moving through the rest of the news here, Marcus Morris has a slight edge for the Pistons' small forward position over Stanley Johnson. Who do you like, Marcus Morris or Stanley Johnson here?
2: I'm actually a big Stanley Johnson fan. I had a, uh, um, a discussion about him on draft night where I basically said that I think that his skill set allows him to have a better chance of being a star in the NBA than it did to translate to college with him. Uh, he basically can do everything out on the basketball court. So I do like the Morris Twins, and you know I like what they can bring to a team, either one of them, because um, to me they're basically the same guy. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd still rather have Stanley. I think his pull-up game is a little bit better, which translates a little bit better into the NBA. He's going to be able to you know make that move from the wing to the basket and get that shot off against smaller defenders, uh, trying to match up against him. So I'm expecting him to... Be one of the top rookies this year, and I uh, I think that he's going to have a big year. To be honest,
1: I like Stanley Johnson. My pick right now for potential rookie of the year I think is going to be Justice Winslow, and um, I think it can also be Mudiay um, uh, if he uh, gets thirty something minutes. And yeah. I believe that he's going to since they've cleared Ty Lawson. What a gift to the to the Rockets! So just um, snap up Ty Lawson for free, basically yeah. because you know he dr- drank his way out of um, Denver. So. Uh, wrapping up some of the uh, other news here, uh, Otto Porter looks sta- facing stiff competition for the starting small forward position on uh, along with Martel Webster, uh, Allen Anderson, Jared Dudley, among others. I-, I think Porter wins this job. What
2: do you say? I mean, he was really good when he got some minutes towards the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was expecting him to step up and take this job even sooner than now. Right. Um, you know, with especially I mean, they brought Paul Pearson last year. And I mean, none of the guys that you mentioned on that list, Webster, you know, Dudley, I mean, a lot of these guys are basically kind of journeymen who bounced around the NBA for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So if Porter is going to be what people were expecting him to be out of college, I think he's going to get the first crack at it. Um, And like I said, he produced all right last year when he did it. So I think he's going to be okay. I like him, um, but I don't think that it's very, I don't think it's safe. I wouldn't reach for him in a draft. If he fell to me, I'd be happy with it, but I wouldn't reach up for him because I do think that uh, you know if he starts playing bad, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be a stretch to see one of those other guys start getting some more minutes.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would I would expect that similar situation there as well. I will take him some. I'm putting him in the Stasikus range, so outside of top t- uh top the top ten rounds, I'm interested. Oh yeah, definitely. Steven Adams uh, expected to start at center. This is pretty interesting because uh, you know they did, we didn't know uh, how this was going to sh- uh, shake out with, who am I thinking about here? Um, uh, Enos Kanter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, I believe they match with Enos Cantor. Am, am I correct?
2: I thought they yeah. did too. That's yeah. why when you said he's starting center, I was a little... Yeah. Uh, are they uh, playing the two of them together? Or how's that going to work? I uh,
1: Well, I'm assuming uh, they, they're, they're going to bring Kanter off the bench. Which I guess makes some sense because they want him to get shots, and they are not going to be a ton of shots for Cantor with Restbook and, and KD in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, so be. I guess they want some more of a just a a, a you know garbage pail guy. Uh, but I overall, I think that the the best starting five is definitely with with Cantor in the lineup. Uh, Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters ticketed for the second unit. No surprise there. Uh, if you take a look at uh, what they have, you know, uh, on that team, Anthony Morrow uh, and. Um, who else am I th- thinking about um, missing from that starting lineup? Drawing a complete blank. i got to look up the, the... From the
2: from the starters?
1: Yeah. for the Thunder. Who did they start last yep.
2: year? Uh, well, let's see. They shipped Reggie Jackson out of town. So, it um, was basically... Now, oh, yeah,
1: you know what? It's Andre Rob- Roberson who's I, who I was Roberson? thinking about. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like Morrill will probably draw the start, which is perfect uh, because he's just a spot up guy who can who can hit a three, and that's really all they want. Mm. I think they started Kyle Singler there for a little while, but he's currently on the oh. depth chart behind Kevin Durant, so and you really don't want him guarding twos. No. So uh, well, it looks like we're re- ready to get rolling here. The draft is now loading. Uh, a couple last minute pieces of uh, uh, news here: um, Evan Turner dealing with a right knee strain. So it looks like he's not going to be available for the Celtics for the preseason opener. No, nobody's too upset about that. Willie Collar Stein uh, reporting to camp out of shape. That's bad news uh, overall for Kings fans like myself, but I mean, it's still early in the preseason and he better get his act together. If he wants to get some starters minutes because his whole game is based on athleticism and being able to uh, run the floor and guard all five positions. So um, we'll see how that shakes out. I expect, um, um, Kostukufos to to draw the start uh, for the Kings as the season starts here. Okay, so here we are under underway. Benny sitting Uh-oh. here with the number one pick.
2: Hold on, I have to. Uh, my computer restarted on me, and I'm waiting for it to get back up. <laughs> okay. So well, my first pick is going to be auto picked for the first it pick. It looks apparently. like you're going with.
1: Uh, you got a minute 15 to not select Anthony Davis there. So, um,
2: I'll, <laughs> all right. So it looks like I'm going with AD, even though that wasn't who I was going to go with. Um, um, let me see if I can get back on here real quick. All right, one minute. Well, in,
1: in in the meantime, Raul Nito hands out six assists in 20 minutes in the preseason opener for the Jazz. Now. Um, with the injuries that they've had at the, in, at the point guard p- uh, position in the offseason. I think that this is he's likely going to be the starter there. So if you're looking for some cheap assists towards the back of your draft, uh, Nito is going to be Nito for your lineups. And big surprise here, DeLange Russell struggles with his shot again, shooting two of eight with three points, three rounds, and three-pointer. He's looking like there's like some serious bust potential for the number two overall pick. I think they're going to maybe quickly regret not drafting uh, Jalil Okafor. Uh, they expected him to be an absolute superstar. And my thing about summer league, Benny, and we've talked about summer league multiple times in the past, is that you should dominate like at the same level like Damian Lillard did. If you are a real star uh, in the mm-hmm. in the NBA, you hardly ever see too many superstars struggle in summer league. Um, you know, not perform well. That mean that's that's D league competition for the most part. That you should dominate if you're somebody on the next level and hey uh what do you know um let's see here did you log in just in time
2: i am logging in right now it's actually pulling up but i don't think i'm gonna get in time to make that pick so i think i got ad not that i'm upset about that at all
1: you have anthony davis so adjust your strategy uh, accordingly you just now logged in and it just gave it to you like
2: uh yeah i just heard the uh the your pick-was-made thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fair enough. All right, so your
1: take on D'Angelo Russell while, while as we move through the draft here.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I liked him coming out of college, but I was definitely surprised that they took him over Okafor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, did, did the Lakers really like their big guy play that much last year? It seemed to me like they were rotating four or five guys in and out every game between Jordan Hill and uh, Boozer um, yeah it
1: was a bu- yeah. it was a bunch of garbage guys up front with boozer being the best of them and I mean yeah. just to give you an idea there the fact that they were starting Ryan Kelly down the stretch tells you how much they felt how, how well they felt about their um, you know depth at the at the power forward position I like Julius Randall I think he has some serious upside Brandon bass is a nice cheap ad um, uh-huh. and they have uh, Larry Nance jr. Who's you, you remember the whole uh, hubbub with him and, and, and Kobe um, back in the day? Did you catch no, any of that I, now? Season
2: I, I didn't. I re- uh, I remember him from. Uh, he went to North Carolina for a little while, and really didn't pan out for him. I don't even remember where he ended up after that.
1: Uh, after he left North Carolina,
2: yeah, uh, he went
1: to Wyoming. And okay, six nine two thirty guy. It's so, uh, you know, with a, I guess he he may be able to play two positions for them, uh, the three and the four, um, but. Uh, what happened was he actually I think when Kobe had his rape case back in the day he had like he was 16 or something like that and or something around Oh the age. yeah, he,
2: he sent a tweet out or something yeah, like that. Yeah, was like that's, that's what yeah. you get,
1: you know, and called him a rapist or whatever. And um then he had like a big like meeting with Kobe and Kobe just basically squashed the whole thing, but he was like I was scared as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I know, as you should be as you should be. So Roy Hibbert up front too, which I don't love for the Lakers, but is you know, believe it or not an upgrade obviously over You know, Tariq Black and Robert Sacre and all the other mess that they had up front. Uh, I do like Julius Randle. I'm a Jordan Clarkson fan. I'm a huge fan, yeah. I I think Jordan Clarkson is the best player on this team. Uh, I don't know if Lou Williams fits um, into this, uh, uh, you know, team well. But, I mean, I guess we should take a look at, um, like, you know, the the bench scoring that they have, which is basically down to, like, Nick Young, Bass, Mm -hmm. and Lou Will. I guess it makes some sense. I I don't understand the whole meta World piece signing like there's not a three on this roster that needs his mentoring you know and i mean there's some young guys like larry nance jr and jordan clarkson but they don't i don't what is i mean let's run our test is going to have or sorry meta world peace is going to teach him oh i'm on the clock here by the way Um, oh yeah you're up uh jimmy
2: butler yeah i mean you know i'm kind of agree with you i mean lou williams to me though the thing that I like about him is he's instant offense off the bench. So he's a good guy to have. I think he fits on any team. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you know what his role is, like if you're expecting him to be a starter and a star, that's not really what I would look for him as. Yeah. But if you're looking for a guy who's going to come in with the second unit and be able to put some points up sure. and help you keep the tempo up, that's that's exactly, if that's what you're looking for, I think he's a perfect fit for that team. I think he's one of the guys that you would want in there in that situation.
1: Yeah. Uh, so here's what's going on here in the first round. Curry goes two after AD. Harden three. Durant four. Chris Paul five. LeBron James six. Russell, Russell Westbrook seven. Uh, Kawhi Leonard eighth. Demarcus Cousin ninth. That's all like fairly standard to me. Then it gets a little bit interesting here. Al Horford 10 way too early. DeAndre Jordan 11 yeah. way too early. Rudy Gobert 12, which is crazy and awesome at the same time. I am. Yeah. Are you on team Gobert?
2: I mean, I like them. I don't know if I like them twelve, but I like them.
1: I like them second round. Probably we like, you know, the strongest I would want to go for him. There's so many monsters. I mean, how do you, how do you take Lamar- how do you take Rudy Gobert over Lamarcus Aldridge for example? Mm-hmm. So um, the way that it ended up shaking out is Gobert twelve, Carmelo goes thirteen. Then I'm on the clock with the with the rap and I go Jimmy Butler, which I think is a steal. At the 14th yeah, like pick, that. I would take Jimmy Butler over DeAndre Jordan, Gobert, Carmelo Anthony, Horford. The, probably 10th, as early as 10th as I would have taken him. And then LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, 15th. We forgot to mention that Derrick Rose has a orbital fracture that potentially puts him out four to six. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jimmy Butler could get off to another hot start to begin the season. And I think you've already some, sort of tell that, like, Chicago is really leaning towards Jimmy Butler as their leader as opposed to Derrick Rose. So... um, it would be interesting to see how that all shakes out this season um, if he is able to get healthy for, for the season opener, which doesn't look likely now since I think we're, the season opens around the 28th, if I believe. Then jumping into the second round here, Clay Thompson comes off the board at 16, Damian Lillard 17, Drummond 18, Marcus 18, Paul Melsap 20, John Wall 21, Ibaka 22, Paul board, tw- George 23, Oladipo, and Vucevic. And uh, we are two picks away before uh, you jump in here. So who are you looking for?
2: Well, I got a couple guys queued up right now. Um, if Blake Griffin falls to me right here, I'm snatching him up right away. Oh, man, there he goes. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> he just went right before I picked. Okay. Kevin Love, um, Vucevic,
1: Kevin Love, Blake Griffin. I love Oladipo, too, this year, by the way. 24th overall.
2: Monster. Yeah, I think... Um, I think I'm looking Kyle Lowry for my first pick right here. Right. Um, when he's healthy, he's he's an absolute stud. Your first second so, pick, you mean? Yeah, my, well, I got two in a row, so my first oh, of the I two you... that I have back-to-back here. Okay, I meant um, you're like your first pick that you actually did. Yeah, well, that too, actually. <laughs> um, and then going on down from here, it gets a little more dicey for me. Um, I don't know if I want to reach for Al Jefferson right here as my big guy with Charlotte. I do like him a lot, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling if I don't take him, he's not going to be around when it comes back around to me. Sure. And I like him more than the other centers left. So I think I'm going to take him. I like him more than Whiteside, and I like him more than Gasol, which I think uh, you know, was basically the decision that I had at that point. So what do, what do you think about that? Where do you fall on those three? Uh, give me the three again. Whiteside, uh, Pal Gasol, mm-hmm. and Al Jefferson.
1: Uh, I probably would go Gasol. Uh, and, and for me personally, but I think you it, Jefferson's coming off the injury. Uh, so that's a little bit concerning to me. Uh, and I, I like Whiteside, but I think he's, he's definitely less proven uh, than the bunch. I mean, it's certainly the best shot blocking upside out of the group. Um, mm. But, you know, you can make a case for a, a number of those guys here. So um, you went Lowry and Jefferson. Uh, Rudy Hay comes off the board 30th. Um, Bledsoe thirty first, who I still like, and Erland's Noel. Well. That's pretty interesting that he jumps into the top uh, thirty five here, thirty second in
2: Gasol overall. Yeah, he did have a big end to last season. He was putting up some huge numbers the last month of the yeah. season.
1: It's like fr- from a um, from a role perspective, there. I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed out there in Chicago, and Al Jefferson is the clear hands down guy. And I think he actually might benefit uh, uh, on the interior from uh, Frank the Tank. Stretching the stretching the floor at the stretching the floor at the four, so mm-hmm. I like that from from that perspective at all. You probably I mean among the vo- group you got the you, you probably got the guy who's going to score the most points.
2: Yeah, I mean volume wise is what I'm looking at there. I mean he's the one guy of those three that the offense runs through pretty much. Um, so you know that when he's healthy, he always gets his his touches. He gets his looks. They run the offense through him, and then he kicks it out to the outside. So you know he's able to rack up a lot of a lot of fantasy stats so i do like him probably a little bit higher on him than others but um at that point you know like i said if i didn't take him he would not have survived until my next pick at like 56 right. and there was a lot of centers coming off the board and i didn't want to get stuck taking a uh, you know taking a guy like uh i don't even know who's down in that 50 range that would be available but i mean like looking at the board right now they got some of the top centers left as like Marcin Gortat and Tim Duncan. Who, n- nothing bad. No bad mouthing Duncan, but you know, is yeah. he going to play enough minutes to make a nope. meaningful fantasy impact more than every once in a while in a good matchup? No. You know, that's actually why I like Duncan on. Uh, you're up, by the way, on your uh, your next two picks. Yeah, um, that's actually why I like a guy like Duncan and Daly because if you can pick and choose the games where they're in a good spot and you know he's going to get the extra minutes. He still puts up just obnoxiously good numbers. Sure. But for a season-long situation, you know two-thirds of the time he's not going to be playing more than 25 or 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you know, you're know, you going to be able to get better production out of other guys who might not be as good of players but are going to see a lot more minutes.
1: Yeah, I could see that definitely, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so for me, coming up here um, with my latest two picks here, I was very happy and surprised to see that uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, lasted to me um, uh, th- uh, this far into the draft. So I snapped him up in a heartbeat. And then I came back with DeMar DeRozan. I thought about a couple point guards here, uh, but I have Jimmy Butler and Atenta Kumpo and DeRozan are all guys who chip in from the assist category. So I can sort of wait for some some second tier point guards. So to recap the um, the picks from uh, Al Jefferson and uh, Benny's picks, Rudy Gay, 30th, Bledsoe, 31, Noel, 32, Gasol, 33. Uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can slide this window i guess i can't um uh, gasol 33 oh, every time a pick goes it scrolls enough the thing for me uh Ky- oh, no. Kyrie 34 which is bad you should not drafting Kyrie fees if, if he has a chance to miss as, many, as much time as possible like i mean we're talking about into january on, on the early reports danny green uh, let's see here was he 35th yes and then uh kenneth reed 36 brooke lopez 37 gordon haywood 38 Favors, 39. Chris Bosh, 40. Whiteside, 41. Interesting that they go back-to-back teammates there. And then, um, let's see here. Um, Then it was on to me with the Tempest Koopa and DeRozan. Then Conley, uh, Teague, uh, and uh, Batum, 44, 45, 46. Drogic, Nowitzki, Andrew Wiggins, Trevor Ariza, Tim Duncan, which I would probably not draft in the top 100, and Kobe Bryant, which I would probably not draft in the top 100. And... uh, along with martine quarttada i'm gonna tell you what if Kobe um, offered me a ride in his helicopter i still would not draft him in any fantasy league this year <laughs> i don't know what what about you
2: um i mean at some point i would definitely pull the trigger on him i wouldn't let him go undrafted in an entire draft but he's Maybe definitely for trade not...
1: value but i mean I, I just feel like he's destined to get injured okay what you tell me this if Kobe gives you the helicopter you draft him in the top 30.
2: Oh, no, definitely. I, I was just about to say, like, I'm not taking him. Again, to me, he's another one of those guys like like a Chris Bosch who I know others like him more than I do. So I will let them make the mistake of taking him in the top three or four pick. Um, and I'll just wait. And like I said, if he drops to maybe the seventh or eighth round, I think I'd have to take a look at him just because, you know, if he's in the game, he's going to take the volume of shots. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be looking to overextend myself to get him. Totally agree with you there.
1: So I found a way to blow up the window all the way, so I don't have this scrolling problem. So that's good. Um, so Tobias Harris and, and Gallinari come off the board. Um, are you drafting it? You're right. You're up. Yeah, there? I'm
2: up right now. I want. I want to actually get your take on my first pick here. Okay. That you can see that I just took.
1: Uh, right, Greg Monroe. I like it. Yep. I, I think he's got a good role. Um, and they play share ball in out there in uh, Milwaukee. So he. I. Th- I think just from. A thirty-five minutes per game perspective. He's a double-double waiting to happen. That's good. The only concern that I have is what happens in terms of who asserts themselves in terms of the top scorer. Is it going to be Run Row? Is it going to be a Tentacumpo? Is it going to be Jabari Parker? Uh, you know, I w- but I think there's if uh, you know, Kidd, uh, Jason Kidd plays his um, cards right, they could all share the ball enough. And be a major factor. I st- I like him much better this year in Milwaukee than I do with um, the sort of nonsense that was going on with him in Detroit last year. So, mm-hmm. and Kemba Walker, I'm I'm a fan. By the way, yep. he w- w- uh, if he can stay healthy, volume score um, that uh, we, we, you know, chipping assists and shoot some threes from the point guard position. Those are all three criteria. And get I mean.
2: you and get you a lot of steals, which is another reason why I like him. Yeah. Now let me let me ask you a question because here was the decision that I was kind of kicking around a little.
0: All right.
2: Um. And, and I might be higher on this guy than you are, which would uh which would probably be why I was you know, why I liked him that much in that situation. But I was looking at him versus Elf Payton, who is somebody else that I really liked from like last Payton, season. Too.
1: Um I'm take him a Walker for the scoring, uh because yep. he's a so much more talented scorer and Alfred Payton still needs to work on his shot. He did show hmm. like improvement as the season went on and I and he's actually uh a little bit of a uh um a triple double threat uh well that's
2: that's actually why i was looking at him in the roto league because um you know between the assist and the rebounds that he was able to get last year i mean he put up some really big scores if you were a daily fantasy guy because he can basically fill it up across the categories and if you're playing on a site that gives you that bonus for the uh you know for the double doubles i mean there was a point in the season when Harris was out, that he was putting up almost a triple double a game, which is monster.
1: monster. Yeah, like yeah. it's.
2: I mean, that's not easy to do, you know. I mean, people people kind of kind of don't realize how hard it is to do something like that in the NBA from the yeah. point guard position. You know, he gives you. I, I like those guys in a rotisserie league that do more than what you expect. Like out of a point guard, you expect a couple points, a lot of assists. Um, you know, try to keep the turnovers down, a couple steals. Mm-hmm. If you could also get a guy who can give you eight or ten rebounds in that spot you know, that's somebody who can really help your team. That's also why I liked Kyle Lowry with my first pick in that situation for pretty much the same reason. He's a guy that can give you some of those stats that you don't normally get from a guy at that position. And if you're playing in a rotisserie league season long, you know, those things kind of add up. You don't realize it, but a couple extra rebounds here or there makes up for, you know, if you lose one of your big guys or one of your big rebounders, you know you're not so bad off in that situation if it happens. Yeah.
1: So I'm um, speaking of point guards, I'm between 3 of them and I'm actually going to pass on your guy, although I gave him a ton of consideration. Um, I'm going Reggie Jackson just because I think the usage is, is just going to be so high for out them here here in Detroit mm-hmm. and he started to finally put it together. He looked like garbage coming over to Detroit off coming off the trade and then all of a sudden started putting up random triple doubles. So yep. he has a scoring upside and then I think I'm between Elford Preyton and um, my boy uh, Isaiah Thomas. Who I'm hoping that, um, uh, coach, wh- what's the coach's name in um, Boston? Brett.
2: Uh, oh, Stevens. Uh, Brett, Brad Stevens. Brad
1: Stevens. I wanted to say Brett Brown, but it's it's. Uh, did I just get? Oh my god! Auto drafted uh, Chandler. Auto drafted
2: Parsons. Parsons. <laughs> oh, I was
1: talking. I had Isaiah Thomas queued up. Let's well, see. He probably won't fall back to me. Okay, but anyway, I was definitely going to take Isaiah Thomas here because I th- I wanted to see Brad Stevens do the right thing, which is start the best player on your roster and play him 38 minutes. I've been screaming about that for a year. Uh-huh. And um, you tell, tell me that doesn't make sense. Isaiah Thomas is the best player on that roster, is he not?
2: Uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah i mean pretty much i like him more you know you got avery but yeah i mean there's you there's know.
1: there's talented guys but there's nobody who who has the the, the amount of scoring upside um mm. and you know efficiency from uh from a three-point shooting perspective than isaiah thomas he's their best scorer he's their best player Period. There's some talent on that roster, but there's nobody that's better on that guy than him. And I it was frustrating to see him continue to bring him off the bench. Like there's just some weird stigma about Isaiah Thomas that that coaches and, and teams in the NBA have that think that he can't start. And every time he does start, he's a borderline All Star. So yeah. and I think he actually might make the All Star uh, team out of the East if they give him enough minutes. Give him 38 minutes, not 28. So and there he goes. He gets drafted two. Two picks later, so I get stuck with Chandler Parsons. That's awesome. That's what I get for running my mouth before making my pick. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, just to recap here, we're in the middle of uh, round six. Um, let's see if I can flip back to um, your picks there. So Miritich, um, Chicago, I'm high on Miritich this year. If he gets a starting power forward job, watch out. I think he's going to make it rain. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, it's a little bit of a gamble, but I'm, I'm, I, I think it's a little early personally. Don't you think for Carl Anthony Towns in the fifth round?
2: I yeah, say. I mean, I just, I, you know, I mean, the guy's got some talent, but he's still a rookie, and I don't know. You don't know if how he's, much playing time he's going to get.
1: Right, you don't know, you know. if he's going to be a monster out the gate or you know eight and eight, which is going to be yeah. bad for the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Knight comes off the board at the end of the fifth. Then we go Dwight Howard, Zach Randolph, Kyle Korver, Damari Carroll, um, Danny Green. Uh, I guess that was Draymond Green earlier who got picked um, in, in the 30s. Sorry, I thought it was Danny Green. Uh, Monte Ellis, J.J. Redick, Valentinius, Holiday, which I think is a bad pick for the sixth round because they're talking about resting him and limiting his minutes and bringing him off the bench, potentially behind Tyreek. So Drew Holiday is just off the board for me. Uh, then came my, um, my real pick and my accidental pick of Reggie Jackson and Chandler Parsons, followed by Chris Middleton, Isaiah Thomas, uh, George Hill, Tyson Chandler, Alfred Payton, Jaleel Okafor, Rubio, Wade, and Matthews. I want to get your take on Ricky Rubio here, um, in or out on him in terms of a fantasy player.
2: I think as a fantasy player, I like him more than I like him as a real-life player, to be honest with you. I like him as
1: a real-life player more than a fantasy player.
2: Really? Yes. Because in fantasy, I mean, he racks up a lot of different stats for you. He's another one of those guys that will rebound from the point guard position. You know he's going to get you the assist. No, I agree. And that's why I said I like him better – Well, actually, yeah, that's the problem in real life, too. I guess I could see your point there. Um, But again, he's going to get, fantasy-wise, he's going to get you the steals. He's going to get you the rebounds. He's going to get you the assists. You know, he's going to score a couple points. You know, again, he's another guy that can fill up the stat sheet. He's not very efficient. He does turn it over a a little bit, and he does have a horrendous shooting percentage, which I 100% agree with you on that. I hate um, so point guards.
1: Yeah, I hate point guards that don't improve their game. And you can tell if you're like what four years into the league now, five years, whatever well, many years he's in now. Uh, if you haven't improved your your free throw, your your field goal percentage, your three point percentage, your free throw percentage, all those things, you don't work on your game. You you cannot come and no. tell me that you work on. You don't work on your game.
2: Wait, did he just take? Who I think he took. You just, oh no. Okay. Good. Both of my guys. Yeah, both of my guys that I was looking at just fell to me. All right. You want so, Fad Young? Uh, no, not at all. You... I thought I thought he just took Tariq Evans out from under me. So I'm going to take Evans, which um, I think is good value at this Love
1: Evans. Point. Yeah, I love...
2: And then the other guy I'm going to take, who I also want to get your take on, but I think he's good value here as well for his shooting especially, is Kevin Martin. Yes. So those are going to be my two picks for this round.
1: Kevin Martin is a is a specialist, for one. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like him. The only issue that I have with him is you have to have the right roster construction in order for him to make sense on your roster because he's only really going to get to the line, shoot great free throw percentage, and hit threes. Okay, yeah. and just He's going to score, and he's going to have empty stats across the board. So if you are a team that isn't well-rounded, you don't have a good amount of rebounding, shot blocks, and assisters uh, in your lineup, he could be damaging. For your team, but in the right situation, he can help you win threes and free throws. And he's a you know like nice little sneaky steals guy, but you know he's basically a you know three or four category uh, pony is, is what mm-hmm. it comes down to. But having said that, he does those three or four things really well. Other issue that you have with him is health. Uh, but yes. um, the one thing I actually am concerned about with Kevin Martin, um, and this could be a good or bad thing depending on what happens, is that the the T wolves are surprisingly like young and deep. On this roster, I don't know if you've been paying attention to what to uh, how this roster shakes out now, but I mean, it's no surprise to me that uh, they have to just wave Anthony Bennett. The guy can't even get a sniff of minutes uh, Mm -hmm. for 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 the T Wolves. T -T 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 Wolves, I think, are going to make some serious noise. I mean, they to me the thing that I'm the most pissed about is that if Zach Levine comes off the bench over Ricky Rubio, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight someone in Minnesota. Okay,
2: there's no. Rick, I think he will to be honest with you. I
1: hate that. Zach Levine to me is a mini Westbrook. And tell me I'm crazy. But did you, you you saw some of the lines he was putting up when uh you know Ricky Uria went down and injured and you know, it was just basically him and Wiggins, Shabazz Muhammad who had a nice breakout season until he got hurt. Yeah it, was, did. yeah, it was just him too and Gorgie Jang, and he was and he I think he went for like thirty and eleven or something against the Warriors toward the end of the season, and I told people I said, listen, Zach Levine needs to be the starting point guard. And People started like trying to clown me on Twitter, telling me you rookie Rubio is in the art of point guarding. He's a great point guard, and I was like, "Listen, was this European Twitter? I don't, I don't know. I just I just made him Euro. I don't know okay. who because because Ricky Rubio's Euro. That's true. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we got into a Twitter fight about it, and I was just like, and then when then right after that, Zach Levine started just backing me up and started beasting. You know, just uh, you know, twenty and twenty and five, thirty and eleven. I was like, "Who wants to trade Ricky Rubio now?" Raise your hand. And now people was like, "Yes, thank you." Let's get rid of Rubio and start Zach Levine. That's the well, best. I mean,
2: one. When if you look at the the pieces that they had on that team, like if you if you take everybody, because I mean they had a lot of injury problems last year. I mean they were basically without their. I think someone said at one point their entire starting five from the beginning of the year, with the exception of Wiggins, was injured. So they were playing with backups and, like, guys that they were picking up off the street. Mm -hmm. And if you add the way that those guys played, like you said, they had a couple of those guys that stepped up and played pretty well. You know, you got to see that Wiggins has the talent to, you know, I don't know if he's ready right now to be the star of a team. Not not even to say that, but, like, to put a team on his back and carry him. I don't know if he's ready right now, but you can tell that he's going to be one day. I mean, that kid is good. He, he can score in a lot of ways. He can do it against, you know, good players on defense. He can create his own shot, which a lot of other guys can't do. By the way, you're up so you don't get uh, auto-drafted while we're talking.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Um, you know, Wiggins Wiggins is definitely somebody who has some talent. And, um, you know, I'm actually kind of interested to see, like, even with all the big guys that they had last year, like, you know, a guy like uh, Gorgie Dang coming off the bench, I mean – he was solid when he was in there. Do they still have Pekovic, or did he did he go somewhere else?
1: Pekovic's still on the roster, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, like, you know, uh, that, I mean, you got, those two, you got those two guys in there. That's a lot. I mean, both of those guys are solid, so they got a lot of pieces on that team. Uh, you know, they could. I definitely agree with you. I think they could make some noise. They are getting a little bit. You got to figure that Wiggins is going to play the three, or Martin is going to play the three, or Wiggins at the two, or vice versa. Um you know, would you think that the minutes as a backup go to like Levine if they're going to try to rotate him and Rubio and you know one of those two uh, those two shooting guard slash small forward types in and out? You know, you think it's going to be like a four man rotation at those two or three spots?
1: Here's the problem now: is that they stupidly signed Andre Miller. Okay, I don't. That I hate that sign. I signing. don't understand
2: that. Yeah, he's
1: the guy's fifty years old. If you watch him play in Sacramento, you just knew he was past his prime. He's like, couldn't guard a paper bag to save his life. Then mm-hmm. they and they have Tyus Jones here, who I like. I think Tyus Jones is is a has got oh, like yeah. real potential. Like he's got Mighty Mouse potential. I like him, but and so they just decided, Hey, you know, Zach Levine's a scorer. We're going to put him behind Kevin Martin. So the only thing I could see potentially making sense here is if they move on from Kevin Martin somewhere near in the season at the trade deadline, and then give Zach Levine keys to the car at the two, then Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. But to me personally, I just, I would just love to see him so much more in a Westbrook role where you dominate the ball and you sort of decide, you know, okay, I'm going to get 10 assists. No, I'm going to score 30. Uh, because I mean, for all the t- talent that's on this roster, they're they're I mean, unless Carl Anthony Towns is going to turn into a twenty point score, it's really come down to Kevin Martin, Zach Levine, and Andrew Wiggins with Shabazz off the bench, which is fine, but that's not a ton of punch. It's nice, uh, but I I I think they they could stand to use a little uh, a little more scoring potential. They're not going to get it from Ricky Rubio. they are certainly not going to get it from Andre Miller, and you know Tyus Jones right now would make a nice. 18 minute roll guy at the bench bench which looks like he's not going to get unless you know they figure out that Andre Miller doesn't deserve to be on this roster which is might, might not happen right away. So um, let's recap the where we're at in the last draft rather than go through every single pick we'll just uh, go over uh, Benny and my picks there uh, I went with uh, Jarrett Jack who I think is value at pick 98 overall and uh Steven Adams I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm kind of Mad about my my center position here. I decided to go with a junk man who, who can give me like rebounds and blocks, and because I think I'm okay in terms of scoring. There were some better options that were uh, potentially available. I could have gone with Timothy Mozgov. I could have gone with um, Omar Asik. Um, Tristan Thompson was there, but I don't believe Tristan Thompson is going to start just like like last year there. So it sort of like was the the, the best of the rest. Uh, of a type of a situation there, so I don't, I don't love it, but maybe, and I, that's probably my fault for waiting uh, on you know some of the big man like I did after I, I plucked Aldridge. So, um, well, why don't you go ahead and recap your last couple of picks?
2: Uh yeah. Well, hold on, because I'm actually coming up right now, so I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a couple quick. I my okay. picks up in a second. All right. Um, it's getting really thin, really fast at the forward spot here. Yes. Um, I'm looking around: Lou Aldang, Patterson, Sellinger. I almost Davis. took
1: Lou Aldang. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm actually looking at Julius Randle. I think I want to come down I even would, a little further than those Randall. guys. I would definitely, um, basically, because I'm just I'm sure of his role yep. more than a lot of these other guys right now.
1: I'm, I would, if I'm you, I'm taking Randall.
2: Yeah, he's going to be one of my two picks. Um, I, I'm looking for some more big guy help because I went with a lot of guards and small forward types. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, I mean the center position got ugly real fast. Yeah. Um. Ew. You know, I'm actually gonna take a nah. Do I do that right here? I'm gonna take a flyer on somebody who I always think is underrated, and I'm gonna take a Zaza Pachulia right here with my okay. tenth round pick. Uh, I don't. Or, I don't. Or maybe I'm not because I didn't do it in time. So I wound up with Joe Johnson. <laughs> I wound up with Joe Johnson for old man value while I was trying to sort oh, through which other big guy I wanted. You know so, what?
1: Okay. And that I, I, you know what? and now I immediately. Um, wish I would have just passed on Steven Adams and took Moutier, who went 114 overall. I was sitting here looking at the ADP yeah. and I was like, yeah, give me Moutier, man. This is a, that guy's um, gonna play a ton of minutes. Probably not gonna be efficient from the field, but I think he's gonna he's gonna remind me of Tyreek Evans. I think, um, with maybe a little bit of a better jump shot, just being able to score from outside at at uh you know, I'm score from inside, you know, slashing, but and but somebody who probably needs to work on his jumper. Uh, a little bit more so yeah
2: let me um let me bounce a couple names off you because i'm looking a little bit further on down this list right now at a couple guys sure um i just saw john henson with this 44 million dollar contract signed yesterday
1: you're kidding me did he get 44 million
2: oh you didn't see that yeah, yeah. 44 million dollar contract he signed i don't know how long it was i have no idea um i'm, I'm hoping it's like a 30-year contract because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way it really makes sense to me too but you give a guy forty million, you got to think they're going to play him a little more often this year, now.
1: Well, I mean, according to, to the latest jet charts that I'm looking at, he's slotted, slotted about. They're going to start Monroe at the five and Jabari Parker at the four. Wow, I don't know if that makes sense, but I mean, John Henson, you you got to get more out of like eighteen to twenty two, yeah. like he was getting these last couple seasons. If you're going to do that, that is crazy. People, yeah. I'm going to tell you what though. Backup centers are getting super paid this year. Do you see what Costas uh, uh, Kufa got? There, um, he I think he got twenty something million from the from Sacramento Kings, and I was like,
2: "Wow!" Uh, you know what? My my basketball coach growing up always said you can't teach height.
1: That's true, but you can also. I mean, there's stiffs out there. I, I, to me, like Kufas is fine. There's no problems with him, but I don't really feel like Ryan Hollins is that much worse, or than Costa Kufos. Do you? I know nobody no. really likes Ryan Hollins, but to me, he's. He's a shot blocker. I think he's actually a better shot blocker than Kufis. Uh, so I, t- this I've never been a Ryan's Holland fan in all my life. I used to just clown him routinely because, uh. you know, he just was like the designated towel waiver guy on every team. Uh, but then until I saw him play in Sacramento, I was like, no, now I see why this guy's been in the league this long. He's serviceable. He, he plays his role. He doesn't try to do things out, outside of, you know, he's not t- out there taking like, you know, 18-foot jumpers or whatever. He's a great help defender. He can hold his own in the post, and he understands how to play the game, which is... I mean, how much more are you getting from that uh, uh, over Kufus, personally? Uh, I, don't, yep. I don't understand that, so... I mean, they, they waive Kufus and give 20... I mean, they waive Holland to give 20-something millions to Kufus. I, I never made any, any sort of sense to me here. So, here we are, coming up on the all-important ninth round, and it looks terrible. Yes. I'm going to just be honest
2: with you here on that one and and remember guys this is a 14 team league so most of your the leagues that you guys are going to be in might be a a 10 or a 12 teamer yeah but in a we'll do different size mocks
1: as we go through the the season too
2: yeah by the time by the time you get around to you know basically the 10th round because josh has the last pick of the ninth round here um you know you're talking about like picks like 130 or so in your draft. So these would be the guys that are basically the last two or three round picks if you're doing like a 10 team mock draft, which is pretty much what the standard that most people do on, uh, you know, if you're in like a friends and family league, they're usually like around the 10 team draft. So most of the guys who we talked about would be the guys that you're taking, you know, these would be like your last couple flyers in the last couple rounds at this point.
1: Yeah, uh, so um, those those make sense for uh, for for me for the most part. There, I ended up going with Tony Roten, who's I'm um, now I'm we're in we're in sleeper territory here, uh, mm-hmm. out, out in round ten, and he's projected to be the starting point guard for um, Philly. That's a fluid situation too; he could easily be Isaiah Cannon again. And I took Frank Kaminsky, who I think is projected to be uh, the starting four. They have it listed as a center. Yahoo should probably fix that because I'm pretty sure Jefferson plays the five, and Kaminsky. Um, Plays a four. One thing I do like about Yahoo over some other sites there as well is the positional flexibility. So when Kaminsky gets power forward, he'll be center power forward eligible. Yes, and you'll be able to play him at both spots. Yes, that so is good. One thing Yahoo should probably fix, however, is same day ads. Or have you noticed that about Yahoo site versus some of these others? Um, when you grab a guy, you're, he's not available till the next day. When you grab a guy in ESPN, boom, he, you can play him. You know, yeah. four p.m. that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So there's one thing between the two sites, pros and cons, between the between, every, everybody has a preference. I just like Yahoo because you know, we've been playing on Yahoo you know, in all my season-long leagues for 15 years, and I think the user interface is the easiest to go with. And just from a laziness standpoint, I don't like having to log into all these other different sites to manage all yeah. my teams, so we just keep everything on Yahoo. And um, they do a pretty good job overall. That's I, one improvement I hope they've made for the season, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't.
2: And and I also like the fact that they have the app on the you know I'm I'm a big iPad guy so I could yeah. download the uh, Fantasy Sports Yahoo Fantasy Sports mm-hmm. app But then I could just manage my teams from the iPad while I'm you know doing whatever I'm doing around the house during the day so that's always nice too
1: yeah and super cool and useful that you can flip from DFS to season long that's the only um, I mean Yahoo is basically the only season long provider that's doing both right now aside from mm-hmm. CBS. And I, I mean, I don't know anybody who actually plays DFS on CBS personally. No, no shot to them. I just I mean maybe it's great. I just never tried it. But um, yeah, did you've have you done? Have you played any uh, Yahoo DFS at all?
2: Um, I, a little bit, but yeah. I'm not really a big fan to be honest. I, I don't like the way they do the pricing over there. But I wish they would have just
1: know. stuck with standard pricing so rather than having to make us figure out two digits, you know, and how to yes. sort of equ- equate it to. It would be a lot easier for us in terms of research and and translating the whole deal so that's the, i understand they try to do something different i get it um you know and it's fine but I, i'm with you on that the other thing too about it is yahoo needs to step up their game in terms of um what they offer in terms of an entire dfs experience now them they got they got a good bonus going but when you don't have like player rewards affiliate referrals you know um and any of that 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 sort of stuff um you know like regular free rolls i mean they have like random free rolls here and there and their their contests are generally sort of smaller um i actually liked the fact that they were releasing like um contests a day ahead and then they got rid of it and i was like you know what that was one cool thing that they were doing that nobody else was really doing that you could check pricing a day ahead of time and once they got rid of that that really bummed me out so um are you drafting right now
2: yeah i just took um why am I not able to make my other pick? I'm supposed to be up. I'm trying to take Stanley Johnson here, but it's not letting me for some reason, which means I'm going to get locked out, and I'm going to get whoever the next guy on the draft thing is. So I'm going to wind <laughs> up with, like, Aaron Gordon right now. Come on, Yahoo. <laughs> you could tell
1: we were well prepared for this mock draft. Challenge. All right, well,
2: John Henson, at least that's better than – uh than Stan- than uh, Aaron Gordon, who I thought was going to be who I got stuck with, but whatever. I like um, Gordon, but he I, I liked him coming
1: out of college as an NBA player. Quite disappointing.
2: I yeah, I, I haven't seen enough out of him in the NBA yet to make to make me want him on my team. I think I might have to reset this whole thing because apparently it's telling me right now that it's not my turn to pick when it was my turn to pick. So, no,
1: um, now's the time to do so.
2: Yeah, in between my picks. Um, But I actually wanted to get, like, looking at some of the names that are left here, um, we got, like... You know, um, you know, Stanley Johnson, somebody I was looking at at that pick. Um, Andrea Bargnani, somebody who I don't know how much time he's going to get. I mean, when he was last year towards the end of the season with the Knicks, he put up some big numbers, was able to get you some of the stats that you don't normally get from a power forward center too because he does have some range. And he was rebounding all right as well. So it's not like he was going to hurt you. Now, again, I'm not talking about taking this guy and like, you know, the first eight or nine rounds as as a core guy on your team. But I think that, you know, we're in round 12 right now, so we're talking like pick 150, 160. Mm-hmm. I think that that might not be a horrible spot to start looking at a guy like that. Um, what do you think about his minutes this year? Do you think he's going to see enough to make it worthwhile?
1: I think he's probably going to need an injury for him to get significant minutes, and he got injured, I think, playing for his EuroLeague team. So uh, he's a guy who's always had enough. Like it was interesting as a stretch four, mm. uh, stretch five, whatever you want to call it, and you know can definitely score and shoot. It shoots great for for that position, but he's never been able to stay healthy enough for, for me to be interesting. I got yeah, two, like, I got two go good ahead. ones here coming up. Okay, I, well you got.
2: I was gonna say you got your picks coming up in two spots anyway. So
1: right. So I mean I've been pumping this guy a million times over, so I have to take him basically now. And as long as he doesn't get snatched, which I don't think he will. So, my first pick is going to be Zach Levine. Uh, okay. I'm just going to hope that the T Wolves do the right thing, or Ricky Rubio gets injured for the 17th time, mm-hmm. and, or they trade Kevin Martin. So, there's some opportunity there. And we're talking about round 11, which in a standard league is really like round 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's going to be my first pick. My second pick, as long as he falls to me, I'm going with Miles Turner. This is my sleeper breakout guy. Have uh, you been paying attention to what uh, Miles Turner has been doing? Um, here uh, for, uh, since he's been drafted?
2: Probably not not as much if he's that high on your list. So <laughs> enlighten me.
1: Miles Turner is a monster. He's a center who um, I think Rick Carlo has come out and said is their best three-point shooter on the team. This guy comes out of Texas. He's a legit five who can seriously stroke it, make it rain. From the outside, he and they've ticketed him to him for a potentially a starting job uh, with, you know, with the, the way they the way they want to play up tempo. He could, be, uh, you know, get down the court and spot up for a lot of threes in transition. Um, and he's a, a good guy on the defensive end who can hold his own uh, Hold his He's got he's a big body still in the post. So he's not some, you know, sort of, you know, lanky Ryan Anderson type um, mm-hmm. he will block shots and rebound on, on the defensive end. So I think he's got he has as good of a chance as to meet to anybody to potentially be rookie of the year if he really breaks out on that team. Because if you think about um, that that Pacers team, you have Paul George and you have George Hill, and then everybody else is sort of like a question mark in terms of what kind of production they're going to bring. And I think that third key cog could really be Miles Turner this year. So
2: they picked up uh, Jordan Hill in the off season too, right? Um, let me check. That's a good
1: question. Uh yeah, yep, Jordan Hill. Uh, on the yeah, so
2: You'll probably see him get some minutes. Um David West still there too?
1: David West, remember, he took I think he took a $10 million pay cut to go play for the Spurs. That's
2: right. He's going to the Spurs. Okay. So I mean, I think Jordan actually Jordan Hill is a little bit interesting then. You got to figure there's some minutes that are opened up for him. Yeah. And I I don't like him as a center. I like him a little more as a power forward Um, because he was undersized a lot last year in some of those matchups with, uh, you know, on L.A., and and I think that had a lot to do with it, but, I mean, he still held his own. He rebounded very well. He put in some points here and there, Um, and, I mean, that team was just like a sinking ship last year, so I think he, uh, if he's going to be seeing some more minutes, I think he's a guy that's going to be interesting for me this year.
1: I I like that as a pick there, and we're we're, we're all talking about sort of deeper home home run plays.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, we're at, you know, my next pick is 169 right here, so, I mean, at that point, you're... Trying to fit, you know, all, all the guys who would have been taken already have been taken. So
1: sure. Still, your boy Stanley Johnson still sitting out there. Are you are you grabbing him coming up on the next pick.
2: Well, my first pick is actually one sixty eight, so that's who that's who's going there. Then uh, okay, you know, one sixty nine will be there. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about this because I had this discussion with uh, a couple of the Roto Wire guys during the draft this year, and you actually said the same thing to me, which had me shaking my head. You like Justice Winslow more than Stanley Johnson? Yes. Oh
1: God, why? Justice I don't Winslow understand. Is a monstrosity to me. Justice Winslow is Jimmy Butler part deux. No. Yes. No. no. Do ever do everything. Can play two, three, four guard guard two, three, four. Score from outside. Rebound like a monster. Now see, that's
2: that's the thing that I take the most. Uh, that's the thing that that I have to disagree with the most about this situation. Everybody talks like he's such a great three-point shooter. And and don't get me wrong. I watched every game of the NCAA tournament last year. So I understand where that's coming from. Sure, But I'm also a big ACC fan. And that was not what he did during the year. I know like, that. He got I, hot. I know. He got absolutely on fire hot in the tournament. He shot the lights out. I know. But he didn't do that all year. That's not really his game. I know. Like he, You know, to me, I'm a Duke that's fan, the thing that's... By the way. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, during the rest of the year, though, that you know he wasn't raining down jumpers like he was in the, in the postseason. Right. But here's what I'm saying,
1: okay? Here's my case for this. By the way, you went with Stanley Johnson and Bargnani, so. Um, ah!
2: I wasn't even paying attention.
1: <laughs> you just went on a major Justice Winslow rant. So feel free okay. to, you probably want to, if this was a real league, I would just recommend you dropping. Uh, yeah, Bargnani's <laughs> going to get that.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you know what? I had him this on the list and all the other guys have been taken. They were the only two names left on my list. Right.
1: For, just for me personally, I'm um, Omar Oshik is a starting center who should be drafted. So if he falls this far yes. down, in the, um, I mean he his ADP is 138, and we're picking 175, so people are making a mistake in this mock. So there's one piece. Mo Williams is going to be a serviceable player. He'll probably start while Kyrie Irving's not healthy, and also at least begin the season he'll have value. So there's somebody that also makes some sense uh, uh, there as well. And Justice Winslow still out there, but he's going to need um, like Lou Dane to get hurt. Or for him to really play well off the bench to get like you know twenty some twenty eight minutes for him to really be a rookie rookie league factor. So uh, there's I'm probably going Ashik unless something else changes. Uh, so just going back to Winslow here. This is my my case for Winslow. He, all the things you say were absolutely correct. You're on the dot with all of it. He he did not score at that level. They were they were a bunch of Jalil Okafor and you know Tyus Jones uh, mixed in with some outside shooting uh, here and there from various guys. But this is the thing with Justice Winslow. The guy is a baby, okay? And mm-hmm. and he's also, he, he sort of matured and developed at the most critical time that his team needed him in the tournament, yes, in crunch time. he did time. step up. He did right. step
2: up. i give you that. I'm not going to argue that at all.
1: So what I'm going to do is say that's a player with a very high ceiling developing and, and, and improving his game rather than saying, oh, this is, you know, um, Della Vadova getting hot. For a game in the finals, you know. Right. So, I mean, there's two. there's two pieces of that. Is he probably that good of a shooter? Probably not. Probably, no. You know, but the the fact that he displayed that avail uh, that ability on a big stage at his age and in the situation he's getting to on a like a borderline playoff team, team that probably should make the playoffs next year in the in the Heat, um, you know, barring health with those veterans around him, I think he's going to get put in a good position to succeed. They don't. They're not going to. They're not going to do the whole, you know, garbage garbage team with him having to shoot the thirty seven percent because he takes way too many shots and they need him to do everything for that squad. He's going to be able to develop play behind Lual Deng and and learn the right way to play the game with some with some good coaching and some good um you know top level talent on, on that team.
2: All right, so you're expecting him more like a couple years down the line right now to really step into the play as he should be
1: at least not this year, because they have yeah. Lual Dang on the roster. You know, mm-hmm. and then so, and they're going to need a, a dang injury, or maybe Dwayne Wade injury, because I think he can play some too, um, for him to really jump into that, uh, um, you know that that line line. Now, if Stanley Johnson ends up winning that job, um, as a small forward position, then I think you're probably going to see Stanley Johnson like definitely outshine Justice Winslow. But, well, for, so
2: and, yeah, I and, mean, and that was that was kind of the argument that I was making this summer when when we were having this argument was um. I think he's a little bit more ready to step in right now and play and play that role because he's a great – not that Winslow isn't, too. I mean, Winslow's a very good defensive player, too. But Stanley Johnson's a little bit longer, so he can defend multiple positions a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, so I felt like he would have a better chance. And also, I mean, both guys are really good in the open floor. But Johnson, to me, just has a little more athleticism um, – Than Winslow does. Not that Winslow isn't athletic, I just think that if you watch Johnson, he's long, he's fast like he projects to me as like a Scottie Pippen type in the NBA.
1: I think that makes some sense. To me, I actually have him ticketed as like a little bit more of a grandmama you know, um, and uh, well, I I think that's so just watching him play at uh, uh, in in college sort of reminded me of that game. Just like low post monster, doesn't look like he should play as strong as he does in the post, but can also still, you know, shoot and score from outside and be a great yeah. defender. So yeah. um, we'll see how the d- the defensive metrics that yeah. match up versus Pippen. As Pippen was an like an all uh, and- an
2: amazing defender. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like I think that Johnson has that kind of an upside to be a lockdown-type defender for that uh, Detroit team. That's why I felt like that was a little bit of a better pick for them because I felt like he was ready right away, and I felt like the things that he does, like play defense and finish in the open court, are things that can get you on the court faster. Whereas Winslow, I felt like he's probably more of a big two-guard in the NBA
0: yeah, that than he's going to be a small
2: forward, you know? And that usually is going to take longer for a guy like that to see the floor, especially when I didn't think that his shooting was as good as the numbers from the NCAA tournament. I mean, I think he shot like 60% from behind the arc in the the tournament or something, wasn't it? Like, it was like a a, a ridiculous number. Like, he was on fire. Um, But like I said, during the season, I didn't see that out of him when I watched him play. Mm -hmm. So, again, but like you said, he's young. So, I mean, I don't... I, I, I think people think that I'm hating on Justice Winslow. I'm not. And it might have something to do with me being a North Carolina fan. So yeah, I, can't I can't give any of the Duke guys, you know. Any credit. This is going to hey, be a yeah, fun any, season any if, I'm gonna, if,
1: if I, it's going to be Duke, uh,
2: North Carolina on the show all season. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I might not be able to do the show for you that week because <laughs> it's, it's just going to be it's gonna be a lot of uh, verbal jarring back and yeah, forth. It's going to be sure. pretty painful
1: for somebody. <laughs> I don't think it'll be painful for me, though. All right, uh, you know what's going to be interesting to see how these guys play in TFS. And speaking of DFS, fantasy basketball is getting ready to soon launch on DraftKings.com. And football, in the meantime, is still going strong. Uh, week four, uh, DraftKings hosted another Millionaire Maker event with 1.2 million going to first place, and they're going to keep that rolling there. So make sure you go to DraftKings.com and enter the promo code RotoHoops to play free with your first deposit on DraftKings. That's promo code Roto Hoops, RotoHoops. R O T O H O O P S. For free entry now with your first deposit at DraftKings.com. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Thanks again for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com. Don't forget now we're available on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. So be sure to give us a rating, review, and don't forget to subscribe. And best of luck to you in all your daily fantasy contests. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you here next time.